0: The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast covering agriculture and all things related in West Carroll, Morehouse, East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula parishes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. My name is Kylie Miller, and I am in. The northeast research station with go ahead guys <laughs> dennis
1: burns i'm here bruce Star, i'm here rl frazier i'm here we're
0: all here today yeah so um and i guess today's topic is going to be about irrigation so we're going to talk about i guess what's going on in our area and then we're going to visit a little bit on irrigation so mr rl i'm looking at you so you can kick us off
1: all right well again you know we're 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 irrigating wide open you know first time in what really you know we had a little bit toward the end of the season last year but this is the first year in four or five years we've really Mm. seriously had to start irrigating early uh especially some of this later planted corn the the question is when do i start irrigating on it without hurting me down the road long term uh some of those decisions have had to been made uh but far as i i don't know if there is there a well that's not being pumped right now that they're they're all running uh and i think it's the same scenario and i got another story i'll come back and tell a little later on about moisture sensors and all this morning but i'll kick it over to one of the other two yeah i've i've seen uh corn getting watered i mean we're, we're probably going full
2: bore um just about everywhere. I actually saw some beans this morning getting water put on them. Um, they weren't very big beans. Um, but when you start to look at the, what, you know, what's in the soil moisture in the ground, it's probably time uh, for, for water to go, to, to go on. And then, um, you know, we've, we've actually had in, in West Carroll some sweet potato planters watering the field before, so they could get in and plant the slips were so dry that the, you know, the transplants um, just wouldn't, you wouldn't get a good stand out of it. So It's been a long time since I've seen that up that way. And we, we actually talked to a, a, a swoop tape producer yesterday that had stretched poly pipe, run the water in the field, got good, a good soak up in the bed, and then you, got, then you have to wait a few days before you see not, chart, you know, turning turn mud and then getting back in there so there it's holding it's actually holding up sweet potato planting the completion mm-hmm. of sweet potato planting um, because there's just you know you, you can't put those slips in the ground when it's dry so, um, but you know we're we're getting there like I said I think the, the soil moisture you know with the we're, I think next week we're forecasting in the 90s upper yeah. mid to upper 90s mm-hmm. uh, some of this bare ground uh, your soil moisture is going to be just uh, you know evaporating quickly and I'm, our 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 humidities have been down this week i've noticed i noticed that the other day we were in the 30 percent humidity range, and you know some of these folks from you know up north 30 percent is a lot i mean hey I, i'm happy that we only have 30 i only have 30 percent humidity so
3: well i'll sum it up in let's see, it was one day last week one of the local dealers was down to his last few rows of pipe and I was on by there and we were trying to get some pipe here for the station because we're watering every, everywhere we can we've actually had to water stuff up put, pre-flood you know flood the field to have moisture to plant some tests and, and i swung by over there went by the dealership the poly pipe dealer and he had 18 wheeler load. they were unloading they had two forklifts they were unloading and i'm not sure that they wouldn't just load it on people's trucks you know, yeah right there yeah.
0: yeah, we're really dry. There has been some areas that have caught some rain, some good rain. I drove through one yesterday, leaving the Delta, and I was so jealous. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I couldn't see it because really I was like, man, I wish I could bring this back home. But, yeah, some, I mean, they're watering beans. Yeah. So we've seen that. Um, I mean, second or third watering. I mean, this heat next week doesn't, I mean, I'm worried. Yeah. I know it could I mean, get bad if, it, if you don't have the ability to water so it's a good problem it, to have to be able to irrigate yeah. at this point because it's, it's going to be really yeah. dry
1: and I looked at the forecast for next week the first time in a month that I've actually seen a percent
0: mm-hmm.
1: predicted almost mm-hmm. every day next
3: week yeah.
1: doesn't mean we're going to get rain but at least it gets you hopes up. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's six for us here it's 60% chance tomorrow Yeah. yeah. now we got, in my house last Monday, I got an inch and a quarter, but you go a quarter mile up the road, I mean, they got two tens. That's some true. of and then after that, they ain't getting yeah. yeah.
0: I know some guys have wanted to do some wheat beans. I've seen them stretching yeah. the pipe out, so I don't know, I don't know if that's going to be a possibility if you couldn't do that or if it doesn't rain, so.
2: I, a lot of, most of my, most of my wheat's cut yeah. in my two-parishes, and that that was, guys are guys are trying to figure out mm-hmm. doing the wheat beans. Uh, when it, we need a rain. We need the moisture in the ground to be able to put the, you know, put those seeds in the ground. I, so I don't know. It's going to be a lot a lot of tough decisions made in the next yeah. few days about about some of these wheat beans. Yeah, I'm
0: yeah. worried about
3: the dryland corn because it's already behind. It's late, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That's a double whammy for it. Right. Yeah. It's the, the dry dryland corn is really especially if it was, and we looking at here around here. We're looking at the Lawn froze. The, Almost the heavy land corn Seemed to survive And all that Maybe it was a little bit Behind or something I think it was, think it was Just far enough behind That it, it It's come up I mean we got Some really good
0: mm-hmm. Black
3: land corn But The silt Which you normally think Is our best stuff, Looks Pretty bad I mean yep. really True look it, It's pretty bad And I'm really wondering If it's dry land How's that going I
0: know Is I know. that going
3: Bang it pretty good Don't know?
0: like it
2: you know, we're, we're, we're talking about about rainfall and soil moisture.s uh, That kind of leads into our, one of our topics of discussion this week is talking about some irrigation tools. Um, you know, one of the one of the big irrigation tools that I, that I lean on, I think we all do, is soil moisture sensors. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to know what that ground, what's in that ground, and it, it's every year we, we run across the, um, we have a sensor in the ground and we step back and we scratch our head and say, is that sensor working? You know, is it, mm-hmm. is it actually showing us what's really there? Um, and that's been one of the toughest things for me to do is learn to, is to trust that sensor. Um, you know, it's a, we all have got, I mean, I've our, our, got one we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna pitch it to him in a second. Um, but you know, we, there are different types of soil moisture sensors. Um, some of the technologies now, um, it's, a, you know, it's a single probe that goes in the ground, gives you zero to 36 inches deep, um, gives you really good uh, data. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not uh, forget everybody out there. I, we're going to try not to call names of vendors because there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of them. You know, the kind of I just said I wasn't going to call names, but you know, the Watermark sensor, the Jip Block, the Jipson Block does a good job in some of our soil types it has a tendency to want to pull back away from the sensor and that's what i was talking about not trusting that sensor because you know it, it get halfway through the season all of a sudden it shows bone dry and it's because the soil is pulled back away from it so it's got some some challenges but you know i think the biggest thing is just getting that sensor in the ground decide what you want to try um be it a, a, a gypsum block be it a uh, uh, Something with a decagon that, that, that's going to sense, you know, conductivity, or be it some of these other technologies. I, I just encourage folks to 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 start looking at it, and because it's it's valuable to be able to know that when that corn is tasseling, and I've got soil moisture at 10 inches deep, mm-hmm. do I need to turn a well on? I mean, if I were if I were sitting here today. And I was looking at a sixty percent chance of rain tomorrow, and I'm showing good soil moisture, good soil moisture data for eight to ten inches deep. And but b- b- the top of my ground is dusty. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to turn a well on. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Yeah. I'm gonna wait, I'm I'm wait a today, at least today, sure. to, to, to be able to be to to be able to say that
3: I know the plant's not stressing because I know at ten inches I got good moisture. And, and you, you talk about this, you see you see where the roots are pulling. Yes. You can see it. It's a little step. Stair steps. It's yeah. a little stair step. And so you see, because we've all worked with them enough, long enough, that you could see, like, the 24-inch. You know, long it takes a while for roots to get 24 mm-hmm. inches. And all of a sudden, you see it starting to stair step down. Mm-hmm. And so you know it's there. Now, one thing nobody's ever answered the question for me is how much... Is that water at twenty four inches below? Is that keep alive water or is that make yield water? Yeah,
2: that's and that's that's one of those.
3: I mean, calls that, you, that the experience is going to have to yeah. come. Well, I mean, through. paying the,
0: attention to trends. Yeah, don't.
3: that's backup water. It is. I mean, that's it's, well. It's, that's because the well went. That's well went down water. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That's that's your
3: emergency fund. <laughs> I mean, but it, but you can't even like you're going to put with. with Fur irrigate, we're looking at what three inches in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Three inches, if you get it all in the ground, does does it recharge? I never, I don't think it recharges to 24 inches.
1: I've had some that would show it did, but I'm questioning whether maybe it had cracked a little bit and it ran down beside it and resealed itself. Well, but I've always questioned do the roots get that deep Mm -hmm. in our soil? Or is that water actually percolating up is it, yeah. to to recharge yeah. the, the the above it? Uh, mm-hmm. But it's there; it's being used. Well, I, I think that go, that goes back to to soil types, you know.
2: And I mean, in my my two parishes that I work, gracious, I go everything from Sharky clay to. You know, commerce silt loam to just a silt loam that's one fleck away from a sandy silt loam that it's almost a beach sand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you have you've got to know your fields and you got to know what your what your what your tendencies are for your soil types. Um, and trust you put the sensors in, play with them, and trust them. I mean, and build that trust in them. I mean, it's 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 we all have stories of, of nightmares where we. have Seen them put in and they stopped working and they legitimately <coughs> stop working. And then the other side of it is we put them in and we just don't believe the data
1: they're telling us. With that, I got a call this morning one that we got out some silty blown soil there along the river. Uh, I'd been watching them, yeah, it was time to irrigate, no doubt about it. And guy turned the well on, didn't know it. This morning he calls me, he said, I think something's wrong. He said, we're about to water out that field and the sensors are saying it's still bone dry. Okay. So, sent him a pin so he could, or told him how to get to it. I got smart this year. I put a flag up at the water furrow <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> I have went in there at harvest time trying to remember where I put them and trying to, even though my phone and it does kind of navigate you to it, but you still could be a row off or, Maybe you need to go another 10 foot till you see them. Anyway, put that up, told him where it was at. Go in there and look at it. His hand did send us some (coughs) video back to where the water is going down the middle. But it's only about halfway up the bed. But the other two rows, there's no water down there yet. He's watering every middle. Uh, So you kind of go through some scenarios there of what's going on and what do you do? Well, in this scenario, it got lucky, he was looking at the sensors ahead of when he needed to, right. he needed, you know, you got the water running, just let it run, you know, finish out your run. And then I'm talking about going back two or three days later, doing some manual surges to try to get it up if he needed to. Long story short, about an hour after we talked, I looked at the sensors <coughs> again, and they're beginning to show we kind of got caught in that trap the sensors weren't lying yeah, the water wasn't there, water wasn't oh, there yeah. yet but we hadn't given it time to get there yeah, that, and so they good. they work and it is hard Dennis and I have been in that same situation I even called him I said you need to come help me look I don't think they're right <coughs> but when we actually pulled some uh, soil oh, took right. a soil probe pulled some samples and it was Still moisture. They were telling us the truth. It's yeah. just hard to believe them sometimes.
2: That All that goes back to you. To, to a question I get is placement of soil moisture sensors. Where to put them in the field. You know, a lot of people say, so I'll put them up, put them up on, the, on, the, on the top end of the field. Well, I like I like to put them in the bottom third. And that oh, way, yeah. because if, if, if I've got it in the bottom third of the field, by the time the water gets there, I know, I'm fairly confident of what's going what's taking place in the top two thirds. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's a prime example of you, you're, you're thinking you're about to run out, and then, um, you know, it's just not there yet. Right. You, you touched on something, R, real quick. You said manual sur- surge. Um, we have played with surge vials. That's another one of the tools that <clears throat> we kind of have in our toolbox. Um, not a lot of guys are using surge valves I've got a couple of producers in morehouse parish and one or two in, in West Carroll that's got them um, the, the story I tell about surge valves is my, my producer that's been using them the longest and he told me he said well the first the reason I got the first one is because it was cheaper than a hand mm-hmm. because it he was just set a surge valve up to swap sets on it and he realized, you know, he'd go by in the morning, turn the well on, turn the surge valve on. He knows that at 12 hours, it's going to swap from one side of the field to the other. And he said, that's a whole lot cheaper. That surge valve is a whole lot cheaper you know, than a hand to go around swapping, oh, yeah. swapping um, water. But they're real
3: expensive, too. Yeah, yeah they're
2: expensive. they are. And when he he bought one the first year, he told me he said, bought one, he said he just he put it put it on a, a shipping pallet, bolted it down to the shipping pallet, and just pick it up and move it around where he needed to put it. But he he realized he's after he, after he used it about a half a season that is that some of these and he was in some silty silty lawn, he said his fields were water he noticed his fields were water now mm-hmm. because he was using that technology um, where it would, it would it would swap sides and it would go into a certain go into the surge cycle um, so it really helped to get that percolation down into the root zone um, yeah that's what as you were talking about that ar that that's that's exactly my, the thing I go to. There is okay. We in a silty, loam soil where it's sealing off at the top. Um, the water's shooting across the bottom or shooting across the road and get run out the bottom. We're not getting any, any infiltration. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we do to 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 address that?
3: Nice question. Um, don't surge valves and water and moisture sensors qualify for equip? They did it one time. I don't know currently. I mean, it's too late for this year. Yeah, but, but they
1: was in the some of those equip probes that yeah. was what you were supposed to have.
3: Okay, I thought they were, but I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't know if it changed. And anything. another
1: thing, you know, with that, we talking about the sensors. Yes, they get ex- costly. Mm-hmm. You well, know, they die, and they die, and you know all that. But if feller don't, if he doesn't want to invest in them right now. The cheapest thing I've ever found to help measure moisture, and it's 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 still a you know personal per, you know uh, eyeball. But I take a soil probe anytime there's any question.
0: Ground run,
1: mm-hmm. run that soil probe down in there, cut me a good core sample, and you can see where exactly dry. Yep. And this these mature plants where we're adding corn right now, most corn once it starts probably putting up a flag leaf and forward those top those roots in that top four inches are not as nearby as active as those roots that are down there 18 inches so that half inch rain that everybody gets and puts so much faith in
3: hmm, it's It's almost useless
1: it's it's really it's one of those you know i hate to say
2: false false hope builders yeah but that quarter inch half inch rain
3: it Settles the dust that, that was something
0: to learn with the moisture sensor. Yeah, out there. And, I mean,
3: yeah, well, it and, and, didn't do what
0: you thought it, did. yeah. It
3: does not and we understood or we learned we learned from it that as your season progresses, because you have like you have four sensors, I'm gonna say six to 12, 18, 24. As your season, the summer progresses, the top six inches is gonna dry out, so you don't need to water based on the top. The only good that the only the only the top six one is only good for the half inch, yeah. range mm-hmm. To tell you, you got that shower because you're not. The roots are older; they're not pulling. It's dry, it dries out first. So you have to to really schedule your watering. You need to be looking at it deeper, and and you have to adjust your percentages, like because, like with one of the ones we use, each sensor gets a percent of right. of the average. You know, telling you when what your average moisture is. Well, you need to re- adjust those to to reflect that. And, and then when you get that half-inch of rain, that six-inch, because we've all seen it. You get a half-inch of rain, everything else is down here, and that 6 inches, all, I mean, it's maxed out. You're like, all right, I'm wet. Yeah, but it may not last but for 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. And yeah you get a rock and roll. Yeah. You're yeah. There right
1: there.
0: Or if the corn matures, you can see it pulling less and less and yeah. less. Right. So
1: that's always right. pretty interesting. But like I said, you can get a pretty good idea of what's going on with that simple soil probe. You yeah. Just pull you a sample. Look at look at that core and see where and it's kind at. of see where your moisture is at. But it, it's a field technique then. Uh, but again, it's it's you can kind of truth your sensors, and we've done that when we're really questioning them. So just don't do like we used to do. Go around, kick the top with your foot. Well, it's dry. Let's water. Let's turn the water on. Or
3: it's Monday. Let's turn the water on. Or yeah. when you call me up that day, all my neighbors are watering. What do I do? <laughs> yep.
1: What do I do? had a young man call me the other day. He had some late corn. He said he felt like he was okay. Uh, his neighbors were all watering. He was really nervous. He said, I know I've read enough. You've told me enough. The sooner you start watering corn, it gets to depend on it. You gotta make it hunt for some moisture up to a certain period. Then the, the decision is, when is that period? Some folks have one idea, some have another. Knowing the stage of his corn, I said, if your heart can stand it, you need to wait at least another week. Mm-hmm. He said, My neighbors are water, but they're nervous. I said, We went through some little quick scenarios of, you know, okay. when it twists, when it untwists, you know, this and that and other. I think you're okay. Hold off a week, wait for a rain. By now he's watered, and I can't blame him now.
2: Well, the, the, the soil moisture sensors and the technologies there, that, that waiting, I, I, I use the analogy of, people say, oh, I can skip an irrigation. No, I don't, I don't like to think of it as skipping. I, I like to think of it as, as just delaying it so when you get to the end of the season, you may have delayed enough that you're pushing those irrigation events off the end of the table. So we, we wait a week here, we wait five, six days there, two day, we wait two days, days, days here, three days, and it adds up at the end of the season. We're, we're, we're decreasing the number of times we crank that well up, and the number of times that fuel truck has to go out in the field and pump
3: well, diesel fuel. Truck. And that brings up, and I know what we, we used to say, every time that you threw the switch to water, it was 11 bucks an acre to water. Got to be higher no, no, no. uh, than
1: Yeah, I talked with some guys last year on that, and I used that that figure eleven to twelve dollars an acre that we actually went through one season. Calculated we calculated it out. it out from the fuel use, the poly pipe, everything,
3: the
1: labor, and all that, all that, and it was like eleven to twelve dollars an acre. Yeah. And he didn't hesitate. He said, "You can double that this year." That was the farmer's perspective. Yeah. That was just. So with that analogy, you're probably looking anywhere from $25 to
3: $30 an acre every time you turn that well on. So if you stretch it two days this week, two days next week, all of a sudden at the end of the year, you've saved it. You've, you, you have saved, saved, saved the water. Well, yeah, water didn't you didn't skip, you, you saved. You skipped it, you saved it. That, yeah, I guess that's right. You're not skipping, you're saving, you're maximizing, your you're managing your water. And if you all remember, when we did that big irrigation project every many years ago that it was, we were all had sensors out and all that stuff. If you remember, when all said and done, it ended up for, we, we only actually watered about three times mm-hmm. per average per year. Now, we had one year we watered nine times, but. So, we've already done that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. In place. In the, in the, yeah. over oh, the long haul. Yeah. So, and with the moisture sensors, those three times are true yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, so they're not cheap none of this stuff I mean I I had two repaired yesterday and all they need they need a little tune up and some batteries and I don't know what's I mean it's going to be $700 and I spent they were like 15 dollars dollars a piece not counting the watermarks and so you're talking about a couple thousand dollars for a, a sensor but you put a sensor on a field you don't have to put it in every field just put it on a group of fields they're all similar and all of a sudden now, you've got a 48-acre 40 field at 20 bucks. Is what, that's $800 to water it? Okay. That's the cost right, there, half right, the cost that. right
1: there. Well the cost right uh, there. Another thing, we're talking about water and deer in production. With that sensor also, where do I cut the water off? At, the, and the you're region. starting to watch those trends, and it starts to flatten out instead of telling right. that it's still pulling moisture. Well, everybody else is going to water one more time. Well, your plants is not showing that it's using any
3: water. Well, it that goes back to black layer and color. You yeah. well, yeah. water after black layer, yeah. but it's a week before black layer. Do I need to water one more time, or have I got enough water to make it? Yeah. that's a twenty-dollar an acre question.
2: And that's and, that, and that,
3: here's, you know when when, do, when to start irrigating
2: and when to, when to stop, and that that last irrigation is here looking at black layer you know where am i at what is what what is my soil moisture looking like in that that six to 18 inch depth yeah. mm-hmm. you know am i holding good moisture there if the answer is yes i've got good moisture there and i'm a week away from black layer and it's a hundred degrees outside i'm probably gonna just say you know we're all, we're all right now, now there's folks out there who say, "Man, you're gonna lose yield," and maybe, but am I gonna lose enough yeah. test weight in that? Because we're test, talking about yeah. test weight. Am I gonna lose enough test weight in that one irrigation event at the end of the
3: season to pay for itself? But you've got well, if you've been watering regularly, you've got a you got a reserve down there, mm-hmm. and and I think you get that close. Unless it's just 120 degrees and everything's burning up, you yeah, you ride it a few days.
1: Had this same discussion with a gentleman yesterday, Kyle. Same thing. When to stop, black layer, da 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 da. And he said, another thing you got to consider too. He said, on some of this real heavy black land, if I water it up really good a week to two weeks before black layer, yep. Do I have enough time for it to dry to that where bottom, I can harvest it without rotting right. and damaging a the field. Mm-hmm. Then you got the cost of fixing that. That bottom end of the field, So I when mean, you know, I pass that grain cart over the top of so it, what's gonna happen?
3: It's it all and well you're talking about clay soils now and then you hear everybody say, As soon as that ground cracks open, you better water it. Well clay soil crack. It rained today, clay soil crack tomorrow yeah. yeah. lot, And until that crack gets, you know, an inch or so deep, you know, and you're looking at those moisture sensors and you're watching it, and you don't want to get where the water's running down the crack, having to run down the ground. But you can use that to play with it. I mean, that just because you ride out there, oh that ground's cracking, I gotta turn the water on. And and we all know, where everybody in this room, everybody listening to this, has looked at a yield map and you know where the polypipes lay, like, and there's a red zone right in front of that pipe where it stayed saturated had no oxygen and made less you got some beans that's in corn, water it's in every
1: so on that same end on the other end of that field too where you've over watered without proper hole placement and you get to that other end of that field where that water set for two days while you're waiting on the rest of the field to water out you yeah. got that same red area Yeah, yep, that yeah. is. Now I'm trying to lead into something else. Okay. But, but,
3: but I think I think I think I know uh we're, we're talking about whole. He's fishing for you. Yeah, about, about whole
2: about whole placement um, on polypod. You
3: know, one of
2: the probably we we've been talking about some technologies that's not cheap. I mean, we're talking about surge valves that run three to four thousand dollars for that one unit. Um, we're talking about soil moisture sensors. That that set of sensors and then the the subscription fee for those sensors, twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a year range and, and up. I mean, it depends on how 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 many bells and whistles do you want on it. Um, but computerized hole selection on our polypipe, um, you know, it's 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 free. I mean, there's a there's the old piece of software that was put out. I, I guess by the NRCS mm-hmm. um, called Faucet. Uh, it it you put the put the information in, and it told you what hole sizes to punch and how many of them to punch. Um, there's a vendor now, Delta Plastics, uh, that's got uh, <coughs> it's a web based application that really over the years have just I. You know, got some kind of singing their praises. They've put out some updates to it, um, and here recently this year, I've done some fields that, man, two or three years ago it might have taken me, you know, four or five attempts to get it right, and boy, just uh, they had really refined it. Um, they made you. it a lot That's more user yeah. friendly. I would, I would tell folks if you're if you're laying poly pie and you're going out and saying I'm just going to punch a half inch hole. Um, down this field, if that field is perfectly square, that's great. I mean that, in that half-inch hole is probably going to get you pretty good. But in my neck of the woods, it's rare that I have a square field. Point rows are the name of the game.
3: Well, um, I'll tell you what now, and I guess we've all done it. In here, we've had producers call and say, "I've got a, I got a new field. i yeah. have got it leveled. Help me." Tell me where I need Tell me where I need to put the well. And we've run a pipe planner. We've run a pipe planner to say, okay, you're gonna put the, the well's gotta go up here by the it's gonna be electric, the well's gotta go up here by the light pole. But really, don't put the riser there. Put the riser halfway down the field or or a third of the way down so you can do the sets where you don't have to have you're not running extra pipe and all that. And that's and I've told that to other and I've helped producers I've told it to them. They're like, You can do that? I said, Yeah. It's 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 there. Just yeah. do it. You just
1: you just guess and say, okay, if I set a well right here or I put a riser here. Yeah. I, I started getting away from the well looking at the the discharge point, mm-hmm. right. The riser. You well, know, if I put it here, how many rolls of pipe and the water and you'd be surprised, you move that around playing with it. Mm-hmm. As to how much you can save in time, sometimes, Efficiency. and it, you know, make it more efficient.
3: Well, right. you can go make some point rows, your long, long rows, point rows, and you can, you know, if you get as your rows get shorter, you can water more rows. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's your sets, and it. We've all been down there where you have to splice pipe, or you have to go out and, you know, mess with, you know, just pipe flowing to carry water and all that they get and a coyote or a bear tear the hole just as just as easy as they do though yeah yes. yep. they just can't drink out of the hole that, They got. They like, they know. <laughs> you know
1: and talking about pipe planner we've been preaching this what dennis 10 years you mm-hmm. and i started there? bruce yeah. and kylie yeah. came on later uh but we've been preaching this 10 plus years and you know, for a lot of years, folks say, oh, I've been watering this field for 30 years. I got it figured out. And they may have over time. and got it reasonable. But it's some of those guys now. I got told the other day. I've mentioned it several times to him. No, no, I got it. He said, you got a flow meter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. He said, uh, found out the other day I really need a good well flow to make pipe planter work. I didn't say a word. I just said, "Yeah,
3: come get it. I'll bring it out. Whatever you need." And let me say this: I we have two here at the station, two flow meters. We have two tens and a twelve. If anybody wants to fix our eighties, we can get it. <laughs> <coughs> uh, you got? You I got, got a ten. You got a ten. I've got, you, I got, a 10, you got a 10 or 12. you got 10 and 12. And I'm not. You don't have any, dude. I
0: don't know. i got your 10. you I got my 10.
3: And, <laughs> and
1: my 10, I have an adapter that I can put that 10-inch flow meter down to an 8-inch discharge, or I can put it on a 12-inch discharge. But so I can test anything from 8 There to are There we have
3: flow meters available, and oh. as a general rule, I know it's my guys around here, they just, they call and say, I need it, and we got a. They just come get it. And I tell them to bring it back tomorrow or yep. don't, don't keep it for a month. But right, just, yeah, just anybody that in, in the Moore House or
2: West Carroll area, if you need a, a, a well or a riser tested, you just give, reach out and give us a shout. We can come up with a. We've something. Yeah, and it's valuable, it's super valuable information under a lot of different cases. Um, not that i'm saying that a that a well driller would tell you anything incorrect but if you got a new well um I, I, it's amazing all the wells that that, that go down around me is 1500 gallons oh yeah it's 1500 gallon well well you get to check in and it and it may be 1200 or it may be 2000 and that makes a difference when we're, when we're stretching polypi. Mm-hmm. if you're planning on 1500 and you're pushing 2000 um, you might find out mm. The difference in 500
3: gallons a minute Is enough to <laughs> make that pipe open up And I'll say this we, I did this with a farmer He, had, he had, a, had a big field Had a huge well He's pumping a well over 2,000 gallons a minute He kept blowing pipe He said I just can't We got to make two runs and, and he didn't know He just knew it was a lot And then I went out there We put a flow meter on We got the Accurate We ran a pipe planner, And we reduced him down to one piece of pipe by changing the hole sizes and he was on a diesel well and what he would do was he would he'd have to took him he'd start it slow and let it get full and start pumping water out and then he could just you know rev it on up but it changed his whole water into that field yeah you know and so it all there that brings you back another thought on these diesel wells
1: Tachometer needs to work oh yeah we've <laughs> got zones. Is that something new? Yeah, it's, 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 is that an option? It's an option. No, it's <laughs> an option. You, know, you, you go out there and you do a flow test with the guy, and he said, Yeah, I'm about where I run it. Okay. Well, I'm thinking, because communic- a lot of times these wells are, you know, a quarter mile away or something. Anyway, you can't see one another through the corn. So you're texting or talking on the phone. Yeah, I got it set where I run it. Okay, well, you give him a well flow I said, "What was the RPMs?" He said, "Oh, I don't know. It's just it don't work." No, that sounds about right. Yeah, man. well, that's true. But you know, you could be 200 RPM, 300 mm-hmm. RPMs off one way or the other, mm-hmm. and that's going to change. What did we change it the other day? 500, uh, 500 RPMs dropped him 500 gallons yeah. a minute mm-hmm. yeah. on that particular well. That's not yeah, normal. That, that's, that's not standard. But, but that's but but you know, here's
2: here's the thing, and that, that's what's so important. Um, and we hadn't even talked about pumping efficiency. Well, that like and, and that's another thing I've given. And that's where you're going to have to talk to, I think, the NRCS has they, some pumping they got efficiency.
3: That, don't they have a trailer? They
1: used to have they used a deal have something that, you, that, that they actually come through and and, and they measured the fuels right, and this and that. Right. No, there, there was pump a pumping deal. Yeah, I remember doing. It. Yeah, it takes a while, but we can do one of these in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, doing pump efficiency—that's a different story. Yeah,
3: I do know when I went with them one time, the difference in fifteen, like you were talking about, the difference in fifteen hundred gallons a minute, thirteen hundred gallons a minute, as far as the amount of water was nothing. The amount of fuel—that's a, a lot.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's where you can really start seeing. It may be cheaper to back that pump off. You know. Two or three hundred gallons versus what you're what you're putting the load you're putting mm-hmm. on the pump, um, and all of a sudden your fuel savings go up. It may take you a little bit longer to, to water out, but if you're still in that comfort range of getting it watered out, you're burning less diesel or less fuel. You know what? What? Where is your? I
3: mean, I mean, put it best. This has been years ago. One of the first. Irrigation, <laughs> per, irrigation presentations you ever did. You said, your question was, are you an irrigator or are you just water? Yeah. That's that's the difference. I see Kylie looking at her watch. We, uh, we I'm getting
0: blowed up, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> daycare. Oh, daycare. Oh,
2: that's important.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, so that, that was a few topics. We're, we're going to in the next few weeks start putting some, some videos out, um, started working on the, the series. Uh, we're videoing this, this podcast today, um, so we can use it as kind of an intro- introduction to our irrigation video series. And in this series, we're gonna be talking about flow testing wells. We're gonna be talking about pipe planter, computerized soil selection. Um, we're looking at surge valves. We're gonna be looking at soil moisture sensors. Um, so as we move forward, uh, we're going to have some video, some, some video content out there um, talking about more in depth of these of these tools. Um, we've kind of glossed over the surface today of of the technologies. Um, the Hopefully the videos will be able to go a little bit more in depth into the technologies and show some of these technologies uh, like the soil moisture sensors. Um, you yeah, know, it's really easy for us to talk about soil, soil moisture sensors um, in the off season when you probably should be thinking about them to be able to make the purchase to get them ready. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we don't, that's not the way we work. Our, hum, our human brains don't work that way. <laughs> we, if we talk about them now, maybe, maybe we'll remember this um, this winter or when, we're, when we're getting ready to make some decisions about buying equipment um, and give you some time to talk to your local RCS offices yep. to see what what's covered and what, what there's some assistance out there with.
3: and and let me say and just for our people listening we haven't put out a podcast in a while but we get get real busy (laughs) I mean it kind of like for us all to get together even doing teams for us all to get together and
0: uh, yeah because our next three
3: weeks are booked uh, yeah we, we yeah Kylie and I, and I yeah. we get all-expense paid <laughs> in that room. Yeah,
2: all-expense We get to sleep on the best beds
3: oh, yeah. in the state. It's
0: and the air
3: day. conditioner works every time. Ah. Whatever, whatever linens we want to bring. Find <laughs> it works. I can tell you, my house, I'm getting that stuff that's got holes in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Anne says, you ain't I'll Not, take it Not day. taking day. good stuff. Yeah. I might get a sleeping bag. Yeah, oh, you know, okay. so it's we, we, we know we're kind of scattered sometimes with our frequency of doing this, but we all get really, really this time. This time of year is kind of, kind of hopping. Yeah, it
0: is. Well, we wear a lot of different hats. We go back and forth, and if we got to do one thing all the time, we could focus on it. That's right,
3: but that's right. just not what we do. So. But what we got coming up, Kyle?
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So. First and foremost on the list is we've got the horse show, which is the 28th and 29th of June. And Mr. I'll RL, up with yeah, that. Mr. R.L. is going to put me to work on that, I hear, this year. Um, be my first time going. Uh, we have the rice field day, which is the one down in Crowley. Um, that's going to be June 28th. All right, moving into July, we have the row rice field day, which is going to be here at the Northeast Research Station. That's going to be in the afternoon. Um, from five to seven thirty. Yep. All right. Then um, we got soil, that's July. The 7th. July. Yes. Yeah, sorry, July eleventh. Eleventh. Yeah. yeah. Soil fertility field day on the nineteenth. That's going to be at uh in Winsboro um over there at the Ridge Research Station. That's Dr. Raziel's field day that he puts together, and that's going to be in the morning uh, from eight to one. And then we have our the regular northeast uh research station field day here on july 25th and that one's also going to be in the afternoon from 5 to 7 30. so are you cooking for us are you gonna do something I, look i
3: have, <laughs> y'all just wore me down that now i have to feed you, <laughs> you know, what about watermelons uh i don't know we might have i don't know, I don't know. we might get some watermelons y'all warm watermelon? well it was good that day we'll see about watermelons uh, We'll see about
0: it i also have on my notes that there's a master farmer training on july 18th if anybody's interested in that get with us and we'll get you yeah, that right. information i don't have details with me but i, I do know I that's coming that up about yeah so i want to make sure i mention that for mr james um but yeah that's that's what's coming up um and i'm sure some other things will be popping up as we get i guess deeper into summertime so yep
1: but just just remember if you got questions about irrigation, call either, either one of the four of us. Call two or three of us if you don't believe one. Get, <laughs> like the doctor, get a second opinion. Uh, <laughs> don't worry,
3: we've already called around. We all have the same opinion. We all have the same
1: opinion. We'll laid the
3: script out for everybody <laughs> to answer the question.
1: No. But
0: it also reminded y'all about flow meters. You know, if you want to check something,
3: yeah. we've got yeah. those. They is are here it? and they are free free to use. Just come get them, get them and bring them back. And it's been amazing,
1: Bruce Dennis. I know y'all have both seen it, Kyle. You go out with him that first year, boy, they think it's something really, really difficult to do. And you show it to them after that first well, that's, it's ain't bad. The then it, a week later, they hate. Can I borrow that thing? Mm-hmm. Well, you show it to them once and they're ready to go. You don't have to worry it about it anymore. It's not
0: as intimidating as you think.
1: Mm-hmm. So. But when the faucet head does pop off,
2: it does fill your booger water.
3: Yeah, it does. Well, I I've seen, that's the reason we put a, you tie a rope to from the riser to the to it, because I've seen it shove it. Because they think it's fun what to throw something switch with switch Did you get
0: that old video or something? No, I got
2: pictures of it. Of, of, I remember of a, something like that. Of a, of a riser faucet. Cracking open, and it was that well was running. Uh, I don't know; it was running
1: full, full. But I the, had just got it to full. <laughs> <speed>. <laughs> you were there, <laughs> he was at the well. He was I, at the well, and we were, were communicating th- via phone.
2: And it was you know you measure you measure flow by gallons per minute. Mm-hmm. I measured that one by you know <laughs> gallons per nanosecond. <laughs> how fast it fills up your boots, and it was it went. I went I from dry to wet
1: about that
0: quick mm-hmm. I got to open a valve. alright well that sounds like a good closing story but guys we appreciate y'all listening and uh, stay tuned we'll have another one out and I think Dr. Tara Smith in a couple yep. weeks we'll have her on the, the podcast and, uh, yep. and of course call us if y'all need anything alright thank
3: you y'all
0: The Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the lsuagcenter.com website or contact your local extension office.